events dramatized in community are fictional. However, due to the nature of the content, which revolves around a mass shooting in progress, this podcast may not be suitable for certain listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Necessary Outlet presents Community. Her first thought was that her face was cold. As she slowly regained consciousness, that's the first sensation she registered. Thinking on it for a few minutes, she realized it was the floor. She was laying on the floor. Next came the pain in her side, her ribs. They were definitely broken. As her mind started to piece together how that might have happened, she remembered the door. The locked door. The screams shots, and then everything all at once, flooding back to her in an instant. For a second, she thought she might be in the hospital, but then she realized she was still holding Andy's hand. It was cold. Tilting her head up and slowly opening her eyes, Ellie started to understand her situation. She had fallen, attempting to escape, and the shooter had assumed her dead. She thought maybe she should just go back to sleep, wait for the police to arrive. But looking across the room, something odd caught her eye. A woman. A black woman, sitting on her haunches. She looked like she was waiting for something. Just sitting and waiting. Now Ellie had no idea what was going on. I'm not gonna die in here. 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 Brad, hiding in a coat closet on the second floor, had hoped that by now the police would have taken the shooter out. But for some reason, they were still just waiting outside. The operator was vague with the details, so Brad assumed it was because whatever the reason was, it would worry him. His intuition said a bomb. Waiting alone in the dark, Brad could no longer resist the temptation. He looked down at the body at his feet, her eyes still looking right at him. Now all he could think about was, if he died, what she did would have been for nothing. He had to get out of there alive. He owed it to her to live. I'm not going to die in here. I'm not going to die in here. Earlier that night, Nia She actually hit her? Joined Luke Oh yeah, right in the face And Brad Wow In the coat check line Well, here's hoping that's the last I'll see of her This town is way too small for that Isn't she your friend? No No, she attached herself to me the second we met And to be clear, during that second, she was destroying a car They watched Miguel, who had flung Cynthia over his shoulder Get in the lengthy queue to go down the main staircase to the first floor I don't know if I've ever been as passionate as Cynthia is about anything. Nia caught Cynthia's eyes. 
Hanging over Miguel's back, she seemed to be pantomiming that she'd be right back up. I can understand getting angry over getting dumped, but her emotions are on like some next level shit. I don't know if there's anything that would just overcome me emotionally like that. Well, I guess LeVar does. LeVar? My baby. She showed some pictures from her phone. Oh wow, he's so tiny. I'm actually going to be an uncle soon. And Luke relayed to the two the news Miguel had told him earlier, that he and Chanel had decided to keep their surprise baby. I think she's like three months along now. So you're saying you'd slap someone in the face over LeVar? Without hesitation. I mean, you've only known him a few months, so. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure I'd step in front of a bus for him. Motherhood is some powerful shit. That's the way it should be. Luke and Nia caught some bitterness in his voice. I think the only person my mother is stepping in front of a bus for is Jesus. Oh boy. Hey now, don't knock Jesus. Let's just say if she knew about her gay son, I think it's pretty clear which side she'd come out of. Maybe that's how we should be. What? No, not your mom, but like how that crazy lady is. Cynthia? You mean certifiably insane? No, but... Maybe if we just all generally thought of each other the same way we think about our own kids. If we all just, say, stood in front of buses for each other. We live in a much better world, I think. I mean, Cynthia definitely needs some boundaries, but, you know, I kind of admire someone who's got the balls to just... She's someone you want when shit goes down. Like, that's the friend who's gonna come in swinging, right? Well, maybe you should make her LeVar's godmother. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Later. Upstairs in Velasa's dressing room, Hector grew impatient. You said, 12 minutes. While they waited in hiding for the shooting to reach its predictable end, Velasa had been confident that so long as they stayed quiet and hid, they'd be rescued in short order. I did. Well, it's been 42. I noticed. But coming up on an hour... Velasa's confidence had started to dissipate. Well, I mean, I told you this was a good hiding place. <laughs> so maybe the police overlooked us. So then we should go out there? It was a dangerous question that neither had the answer to. All right, so let's think this through. This is a big club. We're on the third floor. Right out there is a smaller room that leads into bigger rooms. So, so, we, so what? So the odds that the shooter, if he's still around, is in that room right there and not any of the others on this or any other floor is pretty low. True. So if we open the door, just even take a look around, the risk we bump into him is low. Right. Okay. So go open the door. Neither moved. On the other hand, if I open this door and he is there, then we're dead because we will be cornered in here. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's stay another 15 and then reassess. We owe it to ourselves to live. That is the smartest thing you've said all fucking night. But down a floor, Brad's patience had run out. Slowly, he started to move his legs. 
trying not to rustle the coats too much for fear of giving away his location. He pulled himself into a crouch, resting on the balls of his feet, and summoned the courage to get up. He didn't really have a plan. Keep ears open, try every door, go slowly, don't make noise. That's really about all he had worked out. But first, in case this was the wrong decision, he decided he needed to make another call. Putting the 911 operator on hold. Hi, this is Julie Holland. I'm not here right now, but if you leave your name, number, and a brief message, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. God bless. Uh, Mom, uh... I'm, I, I'm in a bad situation right now, and I'm not sure what's going to happen, okay? There's a man, someone has a gun and is shooting people, and I'm hiding, but if I don't make it, Mom, I'm, I'm at a gay club, okay? I, I'm gay, I'm sorry. Earlier. Miguel, with Cynthia slung over his shoulder, was trying to fill time as he slowly made his way down the main staircase to the first floor. What was your endgame, exactly? Hadn't really thought it the whole way through. That doesn't surprise me. I was just... I was just too angry to let it go. I couldn't not do anything. I had to fight back in some way. But, like, you must know that kicking your ex's new girlfriend's ass isn't going to get you back together But I would have mattered. Mattered? Jess acted like we were fucking soulmates. It was red hot right from the jump. Well, that's a sign in and of itself that it's going to burn out quick. But to say all the things she said, to treat me the way she did and then just be done? Like I don't matter. And you're going to be someone's dad. Trust me, Chanel and I have our issues. We weren't even sure we were going to go through with the pregnancy. You are going to matter to them a whole hell of a lot. I could die tomorrow, and the only person who might even notice is my landlady. I don't really matter. I just want to matter to someone, okay? Something was wrong. Neither Miguel nor Cynthia knew exactly what it was, but... They had both clued into a a change in the air, almost immediately. Something was... It was the direction of the people on the stairs. Suddenly, the long line that was taking forever to go down the stairs was now reversing, running up the stairs, swarms of people. And they were terrified. Before either could react, they both felt as if they had been hit by a baseball bat. Cynthia on her leg, Miguel on his chest. The only thing they could do was fall, Miguel backwards, landing hard on Cynthia's torso due to the way he had been carrying her. He looked down at Cynthia's leg and saw blood. As she wiggled off of him, he could then see his own chest, which was also bleeding. Laying on the stairs, Miguel looked above him and saw Cynthia struggling to use her upper body strength to pull herself up the stairs, climbing the railing. Miguel thought to follow, but... He couldn't find the energy to move. 
His body wasn't listening to him anymore. He thought he was calling out for help, but he wasn't sure if he was making any noise at all. And soon the stampede up the stairs stopped dodging his body and began stepping right on him, over him, paying his body no mind in desperate attempts to escape what was happening on the first floor. He did the only thing he thought he could do. He grabbed his walkie. Everyone, get the fuck out. Everyone, get out of here. Run. 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 Just up that staircase, Brad, Luke, and Nia saw the surge of people running up the stairs. They seemed erratic, frantic. Some of them were trying to open one of the emergency doors on the far side of the dance floor. They found it locked, which Luke thought strange. What the hell is that all about? Fuck, there's probably another fight. People always get scared when two dudes fight. They always think one of them might... They froze. Luke looked around at the ever-growing, terrified crowd of people trying to push open the locked doors. Oh my god. Why aren't those doors opening? Luke remembered that Miguel had Angelo's keys. I gotta go get those doors open. I'll be right back. Without hesitation, Luke dashed off towards the stairs, fighting against the stream of people. His eyes peeled for Miguel. Or for... Cynthia. Just bumped into Luke. She was limping, clasping her leg. Luke saw the blood. As Luke took in Cynthia's condition, Cynthia now saw the crowd pushing on the locked doors. No, go up. He's coming up. Powered on adrenaline, she pushed forward. She would limp her way to the next floor if she had to. Where's Miguel? Cynthia didn't answer. She just kept moving. Luke redoubled his efforts to get down those stairs. Later, waiting for her captor to return, Allie had done her best to meditate. She knew the only way she might get out of this alive is if she remained calm. Part of that was not looking at the bodies on the dance floor around her. However, something had caught her eye, and she couldn't help but glance over. Someone was stirring. A girl. Hun, can you hear me? Yes. She didn't sound good. Delirious, gravelly, but she was Allie's best shot. Are you okay? Allie's heart was beating in her throat. She didn't know how long he'd be gone. No. Well, naturally, Allie thought nothing about any of this was okay. She certainly wasn't okay. But are you badly hurt? Can you get up? Allie watched the girl struggle <laughs> to no avail. The girl simply shook her head. No. <laughs> Stay there. I'm thinking. In her fantasy, that girl would have shot up fast, taken off Allie's restraints, and they would have run through the front door together. That no longer seemed likely. Allie raced through the other options. She could tell the shooter someone was injured, needed a doctor, try to get her released that way, but she might also get her shot. She wondered whether the shooter would even take a second hostage. If he wanted one, he surely could have. He had plenty of options. 
Allie couldn't figure out what was so special about her that she wasn't in Ellie's state. So there was only really one other option. Hon, he's tied me up. He's coming back, okay? He's coming back. You have to pretend you're dead so he doesn't see you. Just to a rescue, okay? He's gonna be coming back. I'll talk to you again next time he leaves, okay? Can you hang in, hon? Yeah. I'm Allie. What's your name, hon? Ellie. We're going to be okay, Ellie. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope, Cynthia. We'll make it work. Luke, Jess, and Desiree were all carrying a very pale Cynthia out of the third floor bathroom and toward the emergency exit across the way that Luke had already opened. You're not going to make it down these stairs with me. They were making progress, but slow progress. Yes, we are. We can always just roll her down. I'd be into it, but you know, she makes all sorts of noise. <laughs> I hate both of you so much. Can we cut lesbian variety hour, please? I'd like us all to be alive tomorrow, okay? As they crossed the distance to the door, Luke gave them final instructions. As soon as we get there, it's just a straight three stories down. It opens right into the back alley. Once you get down, put your hands over your head when you leave. You don't want the cops to think you're the shooter. Wait, you're not coming? No, I have- Footsteps, unmistakable. But there was nothing to be done. It was coming from the stairwell they just passed. He was approaching fast. They, they would never get to the exit in time before- And there he was. Black ski mask, all black clothes, tall and skinny. The group just froze. They stared at him, and he looked at them quizzically and drew his gun. In the end, Luke ended up being right about Cynthia. She was the one you wanted on your side in a fight. She was the type to come out swinging. Using all of the energy she had left, Cynthia wriggled herself free from the trio that was attempting to help her to safety to charge at the shooter. Jess and Desiree were shell-shocked, but Luke acted fast. He shoved them hard out of the exit door, and they all tumbled down the stairs to safety. As for Cynthia, the first impact didn't even slow her down. Neither did the second. She knew she wouldn't reach the shooter, but... She also knew the others were safe as long as she was standing her ground. Before the third impact, the shot that would finally take Cynthia down, she said, I matter. Earlier on the main stairs, Luke was able to navigate the pandemonium to find the broken body of his closest friend. He could hear the shots flying around the floor just below him, but all he could focus on now was... Miguel, where's the girl? The one you were... Uh, she's fine! She was shot, but she'll be fine! She made it upstairs! Looking at Miguel's body, Luke quickly realized what happened. The bullet that tore through Cynthia's leg had landed itself in Miguel's chest. With Cynthia's leg slowing it down, Miguel might have stood a chance. But he had worse problems. His body was mangled by the feet of those trying to get to safety. Miguel, get out! The exits are all locked. Front pocket. 
Luke choked back tears as he stuffed his hand into Miguel's pocket, pulling out a ring of keys. After having them in hand, Luke hesitated. He didn't know what to say. He heard the shots moving closer. Miguel looked him in the eyes, and with as much urgency as he could muster. Take care of them. I, I will. I promise. If Luke had any hope of fulfilling that promise, he had to go. Luke's life had been tough. His transition, ending his military career. But leaving Miguel on the stairs was the hardest thing he'd ever done. Flying up the stairs, he saw Nia and Brad still standing near the coat check, paralyzed with fear. He wanted to... The doors... He had to open the doors first. So he took a hard right, gunning towards the crowd that were frantically scratching at the emergency exit. Move, move! I have the keys! I have the keys! Fortunately, just enough people were in their right minds to let him through. Luke's hands were shaking as he tried key after key until suddenly, a click. There was no waiting. The crowd flooded past him, elbows catching him in the ribs, stomping on his feet, desperately pushing to get past him and down the stairs. Rounding out the back of the crowd were two women wearing sashes, one with a plastic tiara. Members of a bachelorette party, he presumed. Crying. I saw him shoot Andy! He shot Andy! You girls need to go. I'll try to find Andy, okay? He had no idea who Andy was. Andy was probably gone. But Luke knew what he needed to say to get them to go. You have to go too! I I have to find Andy. I have to find everybody's Andy, okay? Go, go! The shots were closer. Too close. The shooter had come up the stairs to the second floor. Luke shoved the girls into the stairwell and slammed the door behind them as bullets ripped into the wall right next to the door. Luke flung his body down and army crawled as fast as he possibly could behind the nearby bar as others around him were torn down. The shooter was firing indiscriminately all around him, turning from the crowd at the exit Luke had opened towards the coat check door. Brad spun around frantically looking for something to take cover behind, realizing that the coat check was actually his best chance. But as he tried to hop the little half-door counter to the small closet, the attendant inside had other ideas. At the same time Brad vaulted over the counter, the attendant decided to take his chances outside, knocking Brad backwards, pushing past him, and flinging open the small door. Brad scrambled to his feet as the attendant, not two feet away, took four bullets before falling. Brad looked at Nia was looking right at the shooter, seemingly frozen. She turned around to see Brad, and in that moment, only saw LeVar. Not as an image, not as a, a visualization of her baby, but in looking at Brad, she felt as if she were looking at her own son. The baby, safe at home, and the boy she'd helped sneak past the bouncer. In that moment, They were one and the same. Feeling a bullet whiz by her, she gave in to her instincts and did what every fiber in her being told her to do. She stood in front of Brad. Her eyes never closed as the bullets ripped into her back, sending her forward, crashing into Brad, propelling them back into the coat room. Brad's head slammed against the back wall and he sunk to the floor with Nia falling at his feet. He looked down at his chest, fearful of what he might see, but there were no bullet wounds. He was fine. 
His eyes continued down, now finding Nia's. She was still looking at him, but he could see she was fading. She was almost smiling. Later, Luke, Jess, and Desiree tumbled down one flight of stairs before they were able to get up to their feet and sprint the rest of the way to the exit. They heard the shots above that they knew Cynthia had taken in order to save them, but didn't hear the shooter following them. They wanted to check, but no one was going to risk a single second to even glance behind them. As they got to the first floor door which led to the street, Luke reminded them, Hands up over your head! Run until the cops have you! Pushing open the door, Jess felt the rush of the night air and heard the blaring sirens. Desiree realized Luke wasn't coming with them. You can't stay! I have to! Hurry, you have to go out now. They'll think you're the shooter. Get out there, hands up! You too! I- there are other people in there. I have to take care of them. Later, Brad had heard the three shots and knew that the shooter was the floor above him. He had been walking slowly from the coat closet to the main staircase, impossibly slowly. He didn't want one floorboard to creak. But as he reached the top of the stairs and heard those shots, he knew that because the shooter was up on the third floor, that he had a straight shot to the front door. Brad, are you still there? The 911 operator was back on the line. I'm coming out the front door. You have a way out? I heard him. He's up on the third floor. I'm coming out the front door. Brad sped down the stairs and started to sprint through the first floor rooms. As he entered the main dance hall, he saw the front door right ahead. Something caught his eye, though, which made him stop. Go, 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 go! A young black girl sitting on the floor with her hands tied. A woman was tied up on the floor. You see the hostage? Are there others? You knew he had a hostage? Is it just her? What floor are you on? The uh, first floor, and yeah, it's just her. Can you help her out with you? Brad thought of Nia. I think so. No, there's no time. Shh, no, I can help you. Let no, me just... just go. Brad? Brad Holland, are you still with me? Brad? Community is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. Necessary Outlet, gay characters, universal content. You can find more of our content on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash necessary outlet. And be sure to check out our web series, History, which has received over 50 accolades and selections from film festivals. You can find even more content at www.necessaryoutlet.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Outlet. N-E-C-E-S-S. I might have loved you once I'm older When I found out the world is colder I might have loved you Then I thought I might loved you once I'm older And be sure to check out Jack Tracy's album Older and forthcoming album For You anywhere music is sold I might have loved you
loved you once on back then I was enamored with the feeling